I want us to open our minds as we move forward, thinking that the investment that we're doing for our children, the impact that they will have in the world as they grow up as a result of our time investment, that is going to pay dividends in ways that we cannot fathom at the moment. I deeply believe that that time that you are investing in your children's future and the future of the world and the globe as we know it, the future of humanity is going to be paid back to us, whether it be financial or otherwise, in, in just ways that we cannot even imagine right now. Welcome to the Too Cool for Schooling podcast. I want to acknowledge your desire to live a life of choice, freedom, and opportunity. Join us on the journey of learning to live free. Welcome or welcome back. This is Diana, your host, and in today's Too Cool for Schooling Get Started episode, we are getting into money. Money, 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 money. I love talking about money, but I'm also aware that is one of those subjects of conversation that can be a bit of a taboo topic that some people have boundaries around. So I want to put you at ease. I promise to leave the financial planning and the budgeting to you and your family only. However, in this episode, I do want to bring up the topic of money to bring the awareness around our money mindset. That is how we think, how we feel, and what stories around around money may be impacting our decision to move forward to get started. One of the most common money questions that I see online come from people that I don't necessarily believe want to become home educators. But the very basic question is a fear or an assumption that home education is very expensive. That it would take a lot of money to either buy the curriculum, hire the tutor, booking those activities for your children in order to compensate for what the schooling system is already providing. My personal experience was completely different. I had a an investment in a private education institution that was a Montessori preschool that Pippa was attending for the year and a half before we pulled out. In my eyes, we were removing that expense. So we weren't going to continue on with Montessori. We're going to start home educating. And that meant that I could bring that expense down considerably. After our de-schooling period, we started to look into opportunities for her. That meant whether she wanted to join a team or do a specific activity. And we did look into those things but it was a much more organic process that happened only after we had settled financially speaking and emotionally speaking right through that de-schooling period before we considered beginning to do certain investments. 
After the de-schooling period, you will also feel a lot more free to decide whether you want to follow a more structured approach uh, to home education. So whether you want to find and pay for either a curriculum or an app or some kind of program, even a tutor to come to your house to help your children in the way that you see fit versus you want to do something that's a little bit more relaxed, that it's a little bit more freedom-seeking, more autonomy-based, more child-led learning, and there's various philosophies or styles of home education that you can follow the interests of the child. So the investment, financially speaking, is going to depend on your children's interest. And I think that's a good reframe for us to take away today. As you begin your home educating journey, there is, again, no right or wrong, nor black or white. There is no amount of money that you need to have in order to get started. That is completely up to you and your own personal circumstances. Now, in regards to going forward and making those investments, feel free to, to, to move with your child, right? So instead of looking at buying a bunch of stuff before the child requires it, you would wait until there is a need first. So I remember when I was getting ready to give birth to Pippa, I was seven months pregnant and I remember I had visitors that would ask me like, how come you don't have like a baby bath? <laughs> or um, how come you don't have like a cot or a crib set up in a spare room that's decorated for the, for the child that's coming? And, you know, I've always tended to be a minimalist anyway. So in regards to spending, I tend to be more, more of a cautious spender than I am. A, um, a freely investor type however I didn't have a need for those things that's why I didn't have them so you know through the reading and the preparation that I had done before the baby arrived I kind of knew that yes you, you can have a baby bath if you want absolutely go and get it but my question to myself was like, well, do I need the baby bath? And the answer was no, you know, we can have the baths in the big bath and there's other ways in which you can provide that for the child when, once the baby's here. And when you can't provide that uh, with the things and the means that you already have, then of course, you know, you look at investing at that time. So a simple invitation to bring awareness to money not being a very set in stone kind of number for home education, that it varies on your children and their interests, that you will provide and I'm assuming continue to provide the things that they are already excited about and they're already doing and it's part of their schedule, to have some continuity, to have some security and to settle into home educating in a way that's going to be a positive experience as best as we can for all involved. And we will continue to have conversations around the, their needs and what is available for us based on our finances, our family's circumstances and our family's budget. The second consideration and the last as we approach the end of the episode is to mind your mind around potential blocks regarding lack or scarcity. 
I want to acknowledge those who have taken the decision to move forward with home educating because financially speaking, you are investing your time into your children in such a way where you may not have the same amount of time that you had before in order to invest that, that time into money-making activities. That investment, that valuable investment that we're making on a daily basis into our children can maybe at times lead us to believe that we just simply can't find other ways in order to create abundance of money and wealth. And I don't want us to fall into the trap of thinking that home educating is, is one of those things that you're doing in service for your children and that it's a sacrifice that we're making for our children. I want us to open our minds as we move forward, thinking that the investment that we're doing for our children, the impact that they will have in the world as they grow up as a result of our time investment that is going to pay dividends in ways that we cannot fathom at the moment i deeply believe that that time that you are investing in your children's future in the future of the world and the globe as we know it the future of humanity is going to be paid back to us whether it be financial or otherwise, in, in just ways that we cannot even imagine right now. If you listen to one of our first episodes where I share our journey, you would know that I'm a single home educating parent. And I began home educating and I was committed to home educating before that happened. Before I even separated, I had already such a deep commitment that the opportunities were coming to me for financial support. One of these experiences I had was around the time that Pippa was just about to turn five. This is just just before we actually pulled her out of Montessori. I had an invitation come up to go to the United States for my niece's graduation. So she was finally finishing high school and in the States, it's a, it's a, it's a fanfare, it's a big deal. You show up and you sit down and you have the parties and it's, it's a ceremony that I didn't want to miss. So I was so committed to being there. I didn't know, I didn't have the financial means at the time. I didn't know how I was going to show up, but I just knew that I wanted to be there. As her auntie, it was important for me to share that moment. And soon after, we received a letter from the government saying, you know, you have applied for, at the time I wasn't working, so I had applied for government assistance. And because my husband had also been out of work for a period of time, at the time we received this payout for the length of time that our application was taken to process. So with that payout, I was able to book myself and Pippa down to the United States where we had this amazing experience with family in celebration of my niece, her graduation, followed by Pippa's fifth birthday, which was it's just beautiful to share with everyone over there and have that trip. When we came back from the trip, I had this insight as soon as we got back, we're in the hotel the first night before we traveled back home. 
And this insight came to me to, to finally pull her out of Montessori. And when I did, you know, I had the support of the director and they were supportive of us unschooling uh, as a way to move forward. And they really encouraged me to, to take that path. Of course, then the separation came. That was six months later. And right before I arrived at uh, having that conversation with my then partner, I had been onto a Facebook group where I'd seen out of the blue this comment on how home educating parents or stay-at-home parents can make um, money out of this opportunity teaching English to children in China. And I found out about the world of online ESL, English as a Second Language. And I immediately applied. I was not sure whether I would make it through the application process because I am not a native English speaker, as you can tell. And so I had a lot of shame and shadow and embarrassment around that. But somehow I got approved and I was able to begin teaching classes. Then we separated and very soon after that, I moved out of the, the place that we were sharing. So again, I had built in this, this financial system. If push came to shove, that I could teach as many classes as I needed to begin with in order to support our lifestyle. I want to invite you to not close off any ideas or any inspiration around other financial portals that could be coming to you because I believe the universe will support your, your commitment towards your children and your commitment to your own personal development journey that ensues once you we take this path. Little do we realize that there is so much there for us as well and that the investment of our time in our children ends up also being an investment of our time back to ourselves as well. So I want to invite you to continue to believe that the opportunities will continue to come to support your process, to support your commitment and to support the investment of time that you are now making and choosing to make in your children and your family as well as yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and send it to that friend that you know really needs to hear this and sign up for the membership community. We have an upcoming opportunity for like minds like you and me to support and grow with one another in community in a space where we can safely reframe the blocks that are keeping us stuck from perhaps expanding into more authenticity, freedom, and joy in our daily home education lifestyle with our children. If that is for you, you can find links to opportunities on how you can work with me on the show notes. And if you really enjoyed this episode, go ahead and review it. It goes a long way to support the podcast. I will see you next week.